Hey everybody, Jeremy here. Um, just want to quickly mention that uh, we had a technical glitch and so I didn't get Gary's local audio. So I'm grabbing his audio from Discord to use on this. Um, I know while recording, I heard him glitch out a couple of times. So it's not up to our usual audio standards. And I'm sorry about that. But just think every time that he glitches out that it's Wanda manipulating reality. Woo! Too. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I geek out about all things Marvel, specifically X-Men. Uh, but today, we're, we're going to kind of take a break from comic books. Uh, we're going to go to the MCU, where uh, WandaVision has just wrapped up its nine-episode series the first real TV show um, set in the Marvel Cinematic, Cinematic Universe, even take though that Agents of Shield take that Daredevil, Punisher, yeah. <laughs> Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, go go to hell, Luke Cage. Hey, Iron Fist. See Iron see you later. Off. Runaways. Why don't you run away yeah. from canon? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, yeah, yeah. I believe this is the first TV show that's like directly under the Kevin Feige. We're gonna do phases. This is leading into Phase Four direct tie into the movie stuff so like yes agents of yeah. shield has tied into the movies i think that's probably one of the stronger points um of like that first season where it ties into shield falling and with a winter soldier which i think was really interesting um and all of those netflix shows have had like background stuff um happening of like oh yeah there's there's a there's a cutout of a newspaper that has the avenger battle on it but that's that's really been it yeah this is the first thing uh, that has like characters and story and plot <clears throat> Apparently the uh, the Daredevil guy was spotted on set of uh, the third Spider-Man or something like that. Yeah. So they okay. might be incorporating those things. I feel like that's been like, I feel like everybody but me and you have been spotted on set. Of the yeah. Spider-Man movie. Well, also specifically that guy who's just like cruising around sets to, to start rumors. Sure. He gets cast. <laughs> Charlie Cox is just like, I just go wherever they're shooting one of these. And this is how I got on boardwalk empire. This is how I'm going to get back into the MCU, baby. <laughs> I need that. Uh, I need that. Paul Paul Rudd money. Absolutely. You think? Who yeah. do you think is the highest paid? Like it can't be Paul Rudd. Like he doesn't give a shit. But like, oh, I, I bet you uh, RDJ. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, which is possibly why they wrote him off. Spoilers. Oh, that's right. For people. several years back, we should we should talk about all things. We're going to be spoiling everything in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So if yeah. you haven't seen um, all of the movies and TV shows and. <laughs> the glut of yep. conspiracy theory TikToks. <laughs> Get off of this podcast and come back once you've done a all of A surprising amount of stuff from the Incredible Hulk movie in this uh, episode. <laughs> the um, 
also, uh, you know, just a brief apology. This is what we planned to do. We, we wanted to do a WandaVision thing. And I know that last episode, we were like, yeah, we're going to do the next month and do this first. We wanted to talk about this because we both watched it and mm-hmm. we have stuff to say about it. And uh, she's an X-Man. She was at some point. Yeah. You know? I mean. You know, this features a couple X-Men. For a lot of decades, she was the son. She was, she was the daughter of Magneto. She's not anymore, apparently. I didn't learn that in yeah. researching. So <laughs> who knew? I, I can never remember yeah, uh, yeah. what her daughter's status is. Same thing with Polaris. I think Polaris is not, but then sometimes she is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, we wanted a chance to talk about it because we both uh, watched it kind of, you know, breathlessly each week. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it's become like a monocultural phenomenon. Like it's, you know, people like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's all over the Twitter and such. Um, and, uh, we, I think that we both are pretty rosy on it and feel that it's pretty interesting and encouraging in terms of like a new medium and avenue for Marvel shit. Yeah. If this is, if this is the beginning of phase four, um, of what they're trying to do with their movies, I, I feel really encouraged by it just in general, like, um, character arcs, stories, um, you know, character development with motivations other than, you know, just. Hey, it's a bad guy, and and Wandavision doesn't, I think, succeed on every front that it tries to. Uh, no. But it but it does it tries enough that I'm kind of willing to give them <clears throat> the benefit of the doubt. And like and look, it's a billion or even maybe even trillion dollar enterprise at this situation. Like they don't need my permission to do anything. But um, I I love all of these characters. I I love these movies, and I genuinely want to see them be better. So when I say stuff like that, it's yeah. not like I'm giving marvel like oh yeah you're doing good underdog like i I know that they're a billion dollar corporation at this point but i'm i want these i want these stories to do well i want people to see these characters in the way that i do um so to see something like wandavision happen where they're exploring a woman's grief in the form of a Mm -hmm. tv sitcom who happens to be a superhero that's that's really interesting to me and that's really great yeah I, i agreed and also you know uh it's nice, you know, the, the way, uh, the way that these movies and these properties work is that there is kind of like, you know, one of the criticisms people have of them is that there's like a, a bare minimum of inter- of entertainment that they provide. Um, and I think that WandaVision goes above that. Like this doesn't feel like watching Ant-Man and the Wasp, you know, like mm-hmm. this, this is, you know, it's not perfect as you mentioned, but the highs are pretty high. Um, you know, there, there are some really, really cool things that this does. Uh, with characters that I like this as a way to kind of highlight some characters from the movies that did not get mm-hmm. a lot of action, mm-hmm. you know, watching this and the kind of the, the way this series played out made me more excited for Falcon and the winter soldier, which are like two characters I don't care about, Yeah, uh, you know, whatsoever, <laughs> like, and you know, the first trailer of it, it's like, Oh, these guys are wisecracking uh, military buddies. Mm-hmm. And that didn't seem interesting to me, but this makes me want to give it more of a chance. Uh, than I than I wanted to pre- previously. So it, you know, to your point, it is very encouraging, and it's a really cool way to you know because these movies have gotten so big. Even in like a three hour movie, you can't give everybody a highlight. You know, Wanda did not get a whole lot to do. Yeah. After uh, Age of Ultron, and uh, and same thing with Vision, um, and this uh, this is a good opportunity for them. And it's good for it's them. Good for them. Good job, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it also does the thing that I think Thor three Ragnarok did. Uh, which is retroactively make every appearance of Thor in the MCU better because now, yeah, now that I've seen what this character could be, I take all of those feelings to me when I go back and watch those earlier movies. You round up, and I round up. Like Thor one is a riot if you watch it after watching Thor three. <laughs> like you're like, oh, this dude's yeah. hilarious, <laughs> <laughs> and like there's not there's not like as many guy. there's not as many jokes per minute or anything. But like I think it works. He works better as a character having seen Thor three, and I think. 
uh, like this watching WandaVision got me so back into Marvel movies that I went back and watched mm-hmm. Age of Ultron and uh, Civil War, Infinity War, <laughs> Endgame. Um, I did Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I went through like that that whole phase, um, specifically looking for Wanda and Vision stuff because I was like so into mm-hmm. those two people. And it's weird how much like a that retroactive making better process worked, but also like how much they really did seed into very minute scenes. Like I had kind of forgotten that they hung out at Avengers headquarters by themselves during one of those during Civil War. Like they were all like making a home for themselves. And like house arrest. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's all making food for her and like, and you see in WandaVision, you see glimpses back to that time period where they got to know each other. And again, now I can watch civil war and not necessarily care that Spider-Man looks like a rubbery guy (laughs) or that Ant-Man got big (laughs) stretch Armstrong. Yeah. Or I can, I can look at that WandaVision scene. There's Wanda and vision scenes and go like, Oh wow. Yeah. I know what's going to happen. Like that's again, retroactively making those characters better is something that I think is really interesting and cool. Well, it's one of the things too that like uh, I think a lot of people miss when they uh, dogpile on the MCU is that like it's pretty rare that you get to see a franchise this long that deals with the same kind of characters and concepts and giving it space to develop regardless of what it does with that space. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, my point is not that this is Shakespearean art or this is the equivalent of five seasons of The Wire. But for, you know, punch a, punching people punching each other in underwear and stuff blowing up, you usually don't get to spend that much time with them, you know, but having, you know, we can, you can watch Loki in like four movies and then a TV show, you're getting a much better picture of Loki, even if he is, you know, a really, really can't be fun pulp villain, yeah. you know, even if he's not uh, Hannibal, like he's still, you know, you're getting more of him than you usually would. Yeah. Uh, and there's, there's payoffs for that. There's kind of dividends for that, both in terms of what they can do with the character in terms of development, but also in terms of like audience familiarity and uh, just kind of a coziness mm-hmm. that can come with it. Um, I think that these shows will do a lot of work with that, I do uh, see. which I'm you know, crazy excited about. That Loki show looks badass. Um, and yeah, then, so and then having uh, like, especially having like the the people in charge going like, oh yeah, like we this is our plan and and laying that out is is kind of Mm -hmm. exciting like i know this is something comic books have done for a long time of like yeah in the next two years we're going to be doing this and it's going to be crazy exciting to see but like to be able to bring that to like streaming platforms or movies or or whatever exists in covid times uh and like have it work (laughs) you know what i'm saying like to be able to because if you look at the, the projected stuff that marvel has right now it is it, it's insanity like i mean a she hulk tv show uh you know starring the chick from orphan black like i mean yeah the, yeah. the dude from lovecraft country is gonna be kang in the next i and that's the ant-man movie like what uh like yeah uh like just so much crazy stuff and really like only this well-oiled machine of production can do that but i'm glad that they are they're doing stuff like wandavision and loki and falcon and the winter soldier and not just those big, big, big picture moments, but so we can get some time with the characters that we need to get. And I, I just, it's fascinating to me is like just watching media, right? Like it's just really, really interesting and insane that they can pull it off. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's not the, it's, it's a worth, it earns its place. Exactly. You know, I'm glad yeah. this is not the only thing, but I think it's a unique thing. It's also a thing too, where like, uh, I think that you and I are both, uh, in similar places on being, with the stuff that they've announced for the phase four movies being a little bit 
like I'm not super excited about the Eternals. Uh, you know, the rest of it are the things that they announced have been like sequels, you know, generally. Um, and sometimes sequels to the the portions of the franchise that I'm not as excited about. Mm-hmm. So this kind of TV thrust has been, you know, I am more interested in uh, the Scarlet Witch and the Vision than I am the Eternals or, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy, really. Yeah. You know, I think that they're cooler characters. I like the tone of those characters and the tone of this a little bit more than that. You know, I didn't love the first Doctor Strange. Like, I'll watch the second one because it ties into this. And I'm invested. But uh, also, I like this as an opportunity for playing with the characters who I like, you know, just at a pure personal level. Yeah. Um, We should get into the show. We should. um, A little bit. I have the wiki up just to talk about the individual episodes if we wanted to go that route. Yeah. Uh, Kind of the things, you know, because we both had ideas as to what was going on, uh, most of which were proven incredibly wrong uh, as the show goes on. But it's worth noting that one of the interesting things about this is it's the first Marvel thing that is portrayed at least as like half a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something is off uh, here and they don't, uh, the whole series isn't like that. It's kind of like the first half is like that. And then the second half is a superhero character piece, you know, but the first half where it's a mystery and everything is a little bit off was really fun to exist in. And, you know, make guesses yeah about so they they released uh the first two episodes um and of course this has been teased for a while i remember he's seeing the name of the show announced wandavision and thinking like that's a weird name i hope the show completely justifies it and now like uh my friend chris yeah. who i do the other my other podcast with was like well, that's got to be their ship name right and i'm like I guess, but they've been married in the comics. I don't know if they have a ship name. Like, I don't know what yeah. they're, I don't know what <laughs> shippers <laughs> calm down. <laughs> yeah. They got, they've um, consummated, leave them alone. And of course the, like, like you, you, you watch the, the previews and it's like, Oh, they're doing this weird sitcom thing, but it's something is off. It's going to be a mystery. Everybody immediately like flocked to, this is a house of M situation. We were talking about like, what if Wanda introduces the mutants uh, into the MCU mm-hmm. in this TV show, like months, if not years before the show fucking came out. Um, and then they released the first two episodes and I, I'll be very blunt. I, I thought they were kind of boring. I, 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 they were 20 minutes each. They both dealt with like a comedy in the 50, like a sitcom in the fifties and the sixties. I thought that it was there was not enough weirdness in it. It was just them doing the sitcom that they were doing. And it was like, yeah, like all of the jokes were exactly the same with no difference with the laugh tracks and everything. And I, I just, I just didn't, it didn't, it didn't pull. There wasn't enough there to like pull me. in. I was going to watch it because like it's fucking COVID times dog. What else do I have to do with my life? (laughs) But, um, but I, those first two episodes really left me cold. Did you, were you at the same kind of vibe or the, the first one was the second one got me a little bit better. Um, not least of which, because I thought it was a little funnier, you know, the thing with the, the chewing gum and the cartoon gears and, cartoon and stuff gears, I thought was pretty yeah. funny. That was with the, that was the magician, the, the magic party. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The magic show. And, and I got it. I'll throw it out there. Like, I think, uh, uh, Paul Bettany or Paul Bethany, uh, is really, really fun and really good in this. I really like that performance. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in that one where he's kind of gum drunk, you know, mm-hmm. like drunk mm-hmm. on gum. That was really fun. The first episode is really weird uh, and it does not do a great idea. You know, until the end, nothing is off base. It is entirely, you know, uh, bewitched or a dream of genie or whatever. The end with the, the weird, the chanting, you know, the help him like, and how the vision uses powers, uh, et cetera. Like that was not quite enough on its own 
to give me way into it. Yeah. Uh, second season with the the you know the Strucker watch, like so I was like, okay, you know the Struckers uh, commercial, and then the magic thing kind of got me in. Um, but I feel like it it ramps up towards that middle in terms of you know being of interest. Um, and the second episode also has the beekeeper. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which was really compelling to me. Yeah, just out of nowhere, uh, having this this figure yeah. pop up from a sewer grate, and then that's the first time that we really see Wanda actively manipulate the world around her. Um, because the show starts out with we're not sure what's happening. Like we, yeah. the last time we saw uh, either one of these characters, Vision was dead in Infinity War. Uh, Wanda had been blipped, and then she came back in Endgame. And I don't know if you go back and watch Endgame, dude. She like almost rips apart Thanos like it's pretty crazy <laughs> she's pissed yeah, yeah. That's a, it's a really cool scene especially after watching WandaVision now um, but after that like we don't know what happened and this takes place weeks after the events of Endgame um, according to <clears throat> Marvel people uh, so like they all of a sudden we're just in this we don't know who, who's doing this we have an idea that it's Wanda when she at the end of the second episode you see her see the binkeeper and she's like no and literally rewinds like the thing yeah yeah which is the, the, it's way the meta stuff the her controlling the the you know the tv or the me, the medium all of that stuff worked for me really really well absolutely um mm. i'm a sucker for it in uh, in general um there's some weird uh well too the other thing i want to say was uh the fact that this takes place weeks after is such a good uh, kick in the teeth to the vision because we had that really long scarlet witch funeral um where everybody showed up and nobody gave a shit that the vision died as well Oh, uh, dude, like during all that. I mean, I think you meant right? the Iron Man funeral, uh, not the vision. But oh, yeah, Iron Man. Yeah. 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 But also, yeah, Black Widow also didn't get a funeral. I was about to say, yeah, Black Widow, like the only <laughs> yeah. thing, the only thing that happens is that the Hulk throws a bench into a lake. That's her, that's her, yeah. awful, that's her goodbye. <laughs> Later, see you later, Black Widow. Um, yeah, and, and did they basically just, as just much. buried, yeah. <laughs> like they buried Tony Stark and then the vision and uh, Black Widow got to have being little sub compartments inside the same casket, mm-hmm. like for an amazing team up. You know, very, very Marvel team up in the afterlife. Yeah. Do you think Sword has, uh, you know, Black Widow's body just spread apart on a fucking operating <laughs> table somewhere? Like <laughs> he gets all, they just get all of them. Mm-hmm. This is this is the detective Wood Hay. He's gonna be handling the, uh, you know, putting back together our asset. Um, the second episode of this is where I started. I didn't realize this until retrospect, but it's where they start throwing a little bit of like kind of uh, uh, red herrings. Yeah at you um which is something i have mixed feelings about in this um you know them the the neighbor uh the big neighbor who's head of the committee or whatever dotty um dotty mm-hmm. it's like yo dotty is the key to everything and then the for the children chanting uh stuff is you know not it's something that ends up really being fully explained even with the full context of the show you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, it's possible that Agatha was saying Dottie just to throw Wanda off for the children because they're all under control of, you know, Wanda at this point. Um, and she could be, you know, everyone's encouraging her to have kids yeah. uh, during this. The way the kids don't end up kind of paying off in this was really interesting to me. I, I expected them to have a lot more import. And at first I was like, well, what was I thinking? And then I went back and kind of looked at the the episodes. It's like, oh no, like the show was leading me to believe that. Yeah. This is going to be all about the kids. The Dottie thing specifically, um, like I think people were comparing that, like there's a character in the comic in 616 who's named Dottie, who's 
associated with Agatha Harkness and Wanda in, in some way, but like I had never heard of, you know what I'm saying? Like one of these like side, like background characters that you, you, you I, d- I just didn't know about. And people were like, Oh my God, she's going to be the, the real villain after all. Like da 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 da. Um, and there, an article came out today with the interview with the woman who portrayed Dottie in the TV show saying like, it was an intentional red herring and like, like literally making a plea to Marvel fans of like, please don't hate me. Like I, I was just hired yeah, for a job. Fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Like and <laughs> yeah. literally saying like, I hope you guys aren't mad. Like this was a red herring. They specifically did this, and we're gonna get to it. But like the Evan Peters thing uh, being such a red herring yes. as well. Uh, I think is like I, I don't mind red herrings. I think going out of your way. It, the it Evan Peters like thing. And, it, it feels like almost like a troll, and I don't really want my 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 entertainment to troll me in that way. Like I. No, yeah, like I, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about how that shook out. Yeah, it feels, uh, feels like it personally. can only work in the in the context of this week to week viewing. And now when I go back to it, uh, like to like, oh, hey, I, you want to watch Ronda again? Yeah, sure, sure, let's do it. Oh, there's Evan Peters. You know, that's don't doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like, don't get excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you're fine. Chill out. Um, the uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like the 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 red herring stuff. Like if, the worst thing about the show is the way that it ended up being a little bit more conventional than it, than it was expected it to be. Mm-hmm. But then that also is really easy to overshoot that and overlook the fact that this is actually like a pretty interesting, like nine episode character study of grief with superpowers. You know, what does somebody do who is experiencing grief when they actually literally have the power to do anything? Yes. That's actually really interesting, but it's not the meta textual multiversal fanboy candy that I expected it to be or wanted it to be. And I think um, that introducing things like um, people were calling uh, Agatha or Agnes as she was inside the television show of WandaVision. Um, but people were calling out that that was going to be Agatha Harkness pretty early. People were thinking, looking at Dottie. We started, they really, really hinted at like this was going to be like a multiverse thing. So we can expect like reality altering weird shit to happen. And like, it mm-hmm. did. <laughs> but also yeah, they- and, like some of it did. But in a much bigger way, it didn't. Uh, and to have yeah. them say, like, this movie leads directly into Doctor Strange, which is titled, you know, The Multiverse of Madness. Like, I think people really jumped at the opportunity. And I think they p- specifically baited this into thinking that this was going to be something that it was not. And if the show hadn't been as good as it is, I think it would have been absolutely set up for, fa- for failure to do that. Because yeah. you, you, you have people coming to the show for a very specific thing that you've kind of told them was going to happen and then it does it and you feed them the sitcom instead and it's like what what is this like i don't want this food like i don't know what this is Um, yeah but like you said what we got which was this woman you know running away into her old fantasy world from because of her grief and as the like the reasons for that start to develop as we start to see that like all of that is really interesting and powerful and like Elizabeth Olsen really pulls the role off well. Yeah, like, she kills it. <laughs> and yeah. they even kind of justify her accent fading in and out over the series, which I, I kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's yeah. still not a good accent, everybody, but like it's still like at least they justify it like leaving completely and then coming back in certain parts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a it, it's one of the things about the MCU is it's slow. You know, like they play their their hands really close to their vest. Like, we don't get a, a Spider Man movie until we get Spider Man for like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, as a Stretch Armstrong, like that's what this is with that kind of stuff. Like, there might be some more multiversal shit. You know, everyone is talking about them acquiring the Fox stuff. 
with a fake Pietro, all those things. We might get that, but this feels very in-house style to just tease at it and kind of hint at the possibility before engaging with it. Like that's how they revealed like all the Infinity Stones. Um, that's how they revealed Thanos, all those kind of big things. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, so it's it's pretty standard for this organization, but it's still a little bit disappointing because. You know, on some level, I expected this to be maybe a little bit more self-contained, even though I knew it led into something. I thought that it would maybe be more momentous on its own in terms of that. And it ends up being just momentous in terms of the character. Yeah. The two characters, like Vision comes back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the third episode, uh, the color episode, this is where, you know, the children uh, start out. This is where they, you know, all the people are uh, freaking out. We're learning more that the people are in some kind of zombie trance. Um, and Wanda, uh, this is like the goofy pregnancy yeah. uh, thing where Wanda just straight up gives birth in the middle of the floor without leaving a huge, disgusting Normandy like stain, mm-hmm. which is magic, you know, by using the reality altering powers of the Sorceress Supreme, she was able to clean up all that placent, you know, did you say a, a big Normandy mess? What is, yeah. What is yeah, like the... the beaches of Normandy? Oh, you know, I thought you meant the Mass Effect vehicle, and I was like, the, oh, no. the ship Mass Effect. Big placenta. <laughs> like, you'll notice that this placenta is big enough to, to, to house you and all your companions. Um, yeah, and we, I guess we probably didn't specifically say this, but like every episode of the show is going to a different um, era of sitcoms. So the first yeah. one set, I think, in the, in the 50s, and then we go to the 60s. The 70s is the first color one. And when that happens, like the whole, I think one of the most interesting things about the show is on that meta level, like they really follow through with that. Like the sets change, the way of filming changes, yeah. um, as you, like, and as these kids are born, like it becomes a more modern day thing. They're wearing more modern clothing. They're, they're more modern jokes. The laugh tracks change. Um, mm. like all of that stuff is really interesting. I got very excited when the kids came into play just from like a, like they've cast a bunch of young Avengers already. Like, mm-hmm. We've yeah. got we've got a bunch of them. Like they're all good, they're all around. So like I was like, oh shit! Like, what if we get a Young Avengers? How cool would that be? Um, but I don't I don't know what the status is. But I, the idea of her just the, the the time where she just starts about being pregnant was such a weird yeah. moment that it it's, it's one of the weirdest things that the MCU has done. Right? Like it just it feels bad. <laughs> Absolutely feels bad. It's 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 kind of weird and a little bit scary. Exactly. You know, like this fast forward pregnancy is like pretty horrific, mm-hmm. but it, you know, being presented entirely through the, uh, the lens of something that is like goofy and fun, you know, is, is a real, you know, it's a simple trick, but it's one that works on me. Like and, the laugh tracks coming in and the vision's like, Whoa, I'm going to be a dad. And, uh, <laughs> but no, these, these things are gestating inside you at like an incredible pace. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't number one, if Ultron made you a dick, that's like a huge step up. Like that's crazy to me. Dude. But also number two, like yeah. sperm as well on top of that, like huge yeah. come up, my guy, huge come up. Little, little tiny, <laughs> tiny synthesoid yeah. sperms, like little carbon sperms um, made of artificial flesh and blood and the, little uh, tiny sperm stones. I think <laughs> their foreheads. <laughs> little spermy spermy infinity stones. <laughs> yeah, they got oh, tiny, each one swimming with the stone, the diamond stone in the middle. <laughs> What's that mark on the your face? The egg has the <laughs> the egg has the Wanda crown on it. Like <laughs> uh, all Paul kids are like, "Whew, we dodged a bullet." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is probably my favorite part of the show, and I haven't done a rewatch yet, and it's so it's weird uh, nowadays, especially watching these shows like week to week as it was released. Um, like I want to go back and binge it, uh, but 
the I think this is like the highlight. These couple of episodes in the middle to me, where like Wanda, it's slowly unraveling around Wanda. Um, we have yeah. this we have this idea of Wanda and Vision like trying to hide their powers, but it, like as it's slowly being revealed, Vision doesn't even know why they're hiding or like what why they're here they or what stop. his job is or any of this stuff. Like, yeah, this is when the show is most successful to me is when it's doing this stuff. Um, I, I, I loved this, this section of this nine episode series, right? Like I thought this was amazing. Yeah. Three to six is incredible. Uh, six being the Halloween episode. Like this, this whole, this whole stretch is really, really good. And then it kind of you know dips a little bit. Incredibly cool. Um, you know, her having the, the babies got my young Avengers. Yeah, you know, I was excited about that as well. Um, and the end of this one is when she knocks out uh, Geraldine, who's uh, Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that everybody in the show pronounces Monica Rambeau and puts the emphasis on uh, Rambo. So it just sounds like John Rambo. You know, <laughs> I feel like they're not putting enough spin on it to make it seem, you know, adequately pronounced. It just seems really weird. I didn't, but I, didn't, I, I didn't even pay attention to that. That's interesting. Um, Every single person's like Captain Rambo. I'm like, who the hell's Captain Rambo? It's like a character I would have made up when I was seven. You know, <laughs> Captain <laughs> Captain like, Rambo, the mayor of Wartown. <laughs> like, I've got a sword that shoots guns. Um, the uh, but she gets you know booted out uh, because she's wearing a shield uh, insignia. Like some of the things when people go in uh, can be, and then we do the episode four, which is the one that is entirely meta. Yeah. We don't spend any time in the sitcom. It's just about what's happening in the real world. And then, and then taking um, yeah. like zipping out of that, um, realizing that like Monica was there because, um, she was, she's a sword agent. This is the first time we've seen the sword in the MCU, um, to my yeah. knowledge, uh, which is a big deal. Like, like sword in the comics is kind of a, a huge deal. So having them just like be established is really strange to me <laughs> that we haven't even heard of them, but you know, whatever we're going to retro, we're going to retcon that in Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel too. I'm sure. Um, yeah, but, uh, Monica Rambo is there to support an FBI. The FBI has a, you know, a missing persons or like a witness protection guide in this town that they can no longer get into because they just can't like Wanda has put up this quote unquote hex around the, around this entire town, seeing this externally and then realizing that, um, as they bring more scientists in to study this hex, uh, they realize that it's actually broadcasting out on a cosmic radiation frequency, which is old TV. So they can actually tune mm. into quote unquote WandaVision instantly earning the title of the show, which is really fascinating to me. Like fascinating, but just like yeah. super good. <laughs> like it's just one of those clever little, touch. Yeah, it's just really clever and I, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. It also brings in a bunch of like ancillary characters again, like one of the things that this, the TV stuff can do because, uh, you know, we were getting a bunch of characters that were around, um, you know, Monica Rambo uh, was just a little girl when we last saw her, mm-hmm. but she's a character in the, the comics. Like when we, when I saw her in Captain Marvel, I was like, Oh, okay. You know, she's the, the later Captain Marvel who joined next wave. And then, uh, woo. And, um, Dr. Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies and stuff kind of popping up. This is also where they do more, um, uh, red herrings because the, the witness protection thing that they need to get to, nothing ever really comes of that. Nope. And then, uh, Monica saying that she knows an astrophysicist who lives there who can help that thread is entirely dropped. Um, and it's, I think this, the show plays its red herring card a little bit too much, 
you know, with that, like, I think it, it was having fun at the expense of people who were sitting around being like, oh yeah, John Krasinski is going to show up as Reed Richards and that's going to be how they get out of it. And then they end up doing something really pretty straight down the middle at yeah. the end. I, yeah. um, so in, in my other life, I talk a lot about the TV show Supernatural. Uh, Supernatural gets meta in some cases where, you know, inside the series, there's a book series being written about the boys that they find out about. Um, and then there's an episode where they meet a, they go to a convention based on the series, which is based on themselves to chase a ghost or whatever. And they meet a fangirl and like the show goes out of its way to make fun of this fangirl in a way that's like, dude, you realize like the only reason you're on TV is because these kinds of people <laughs> are watching yeah, you yeah. and talking about you. Like, why are you belittling them? I've really, I, I don't think it was that strong, but I feel like every single time that they brought up something that they knew Marvel nerds, they knew that this fandom would glom onto. It just kind of felt insulting a little bit. Uh, I, I, I got a little fatigued with the as much fun as I was having, like with the conspiracy theories and like trying to solve the mysteries. Like by the time people are suggesting John Krasinski's Reed Richards is the astrophysicist friend or whatever, I'm like, okay, we're just done. Like any, obviously anything can happen, and more than likely, not much will because it's a TV show. It's yeah, not, it's not a tentpole movie yeah. that they can make a billion dollars off of. Like. Yeah, it needs to be kind of important, but not important enough that the movie-going audience has to have seen it. Yeah. You know, to, to make sense. Like, the kind of um, fan antipathy is something that I also have, like, really mixed feelings about. We just, uh, for Watch Over Fireballs, just recorded an episode about the Magic Circle, which is a game that is really harsh in, towards a lot of angles, but it spends a lot of time making fun of, uh, specifically, its fans in the world, not just, like, you know, capital G gamers who I couldn't give a shit about, but the people who support and appreciate the specific, like long floundering project. Um, it spends a lot of time dunking on them and it doesn't feel earned or justified really. Um, there's a degree of this that I liked because I did like putting together the mystery and stuff, but I do think they played a little bit too far, like a little bit too hard. And I didn't feel offended. I just felt like it, I just saw through it. Yeah. It just ceased to be as interesting to me. And I think what's worse is that it does inspire a certain amount of people to go crazy over the small details. So like, yeah, you, you can go on TikTok right now and people are saying, well, and actually the person of witness protection was Evan Peters. That's why he was pretending to be Ralph Boner in there. And so he actually is Quicksilver from the multiverse or whatever. Like you got people saying, oh, well, the astrophysicist yeah. friend that showed up, it was just some random woman. That's actually a scroll and da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, sure any of that is possible. Yeah, also, maybe it was, it was Reed Richards and he could just change his shape because he's plastic man. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like yeah. we could say anything at this point, <laughs> but the show went out of its nine episodes way to tell you that to not show you that. So why are we even thinking about it? And it's, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. People, people love to ascribe like 12th dimensional chest to things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Oh, this is just what they want you to think. Like people desperately want there to be a mystery in their art, Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that there to be a really guiding and clever and complex hand behind it. Um, you know. So the, uh, yeah. I, th I think we got to talk about too, the, the, the big bad, uh, from sword. I can't remember. Taylor, Tayward, Hayward, uh, Hayward, Hayward. Um, yeah. Uh, so he's, he's the, the leader of sword. He knew Monica Rambo's mother. He obviously has some association with Kara Danville at Carol Danvers. We don't really know what that is about. Um, it's, he seems from the outset to be focused on either building Wanda into a villain or into specifically pushing her into be a villain. And I kind of feel like, like the, 
the purpose that the show gives you is like he wants to make this sentient weapon. He's got Vision's old body. He couldn't get it to work. He's trying to get Wanda to make it work for him so that he can have this sentient weapon that will do his orders. But really, like, as part of in some, one of the earlier episodes, like, he guides a drone in to, and, like, tries to kill her. So I, I didn't really think his him as a villain worked very well. And, of course, people were saying he's Mephisto or he's, you know, all this other bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out he's just, like, a like a normal dude. He's just a jerk. Yeah, he's just a jerk that <laughs> doesn't, like, and they didn't give, and maybe, you know, you know, WandaVision 2 will come around or whatever, or, you know, he's going to play a big part in, I don't know, <laughs> Shang-Chi, the new movie coming out in the summer. <laughs> Escape. Finally, my arch enemy, Shang-Chi. I, um, Excuse me, who are you? <laughs> your, your Kung Fu is no match for my long-running government plots and Dr. Tapes. <laughs> Even Shang-Chi is like, I, I feel like this is inappropriate on a lot of levels. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, am I allowed to hit you? <laughs> like, just... <laughs> I, um, so yeah, I, I feel like I, like that didn't really like that dude as a character did not work for me as well uh, as it's it's more red herring herring mm-hmm. because he's he's there to show us Wanda like absconding with the body, um, and he's here to play like a really like what they did was they the, he's in a stock role which is like the the by the books government person who stops the actual plucky government people from uncovering the real mystery who are actually curious, um, and. That is a fine stock role. Um, when he's making points about like Wanda starting, you know, like, hey, this person actually isn't all sunshine and lollipops. Like, that, that's a pretty good point, right? Like, mm-hmm. she blew up a lot of people. She worked for Ultron. Like, you know, she's redeemed herself, but also she does have this checkered past. But then when it turns out he's just trying to grab the vibranium, you know, payday, uh, then it just ends up being more red herring stuff in the past. Like, he he wasn't that person. And the show is not quite like big enough to develop all of those plots, you know, like, uh, even the, the main antagonist of the show, um, Agatha, when we get to that ends up having a pretty kind of straight putt motivation because there's not a lot of time to give her more than that, mm-hmm. you know, and that was in service to the surprise and service to the red herrings, but it's not, you know, again, I think they played that card too, too many times. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Marvel has a problem with villains across the board. Uh, totally like every everyone has to face their like dark other mm-hmm. in the first property and no matter what it's and it's it's something that i thought they were going to get away with in this one because there was a really good argument for when we get the agatha reveal and then the follow-up episode is uh you know i think it's really clever the name of the episode is previously on and it's basically a review of every bad thing that has ever happened to wanda um with agatha with Agatha there to push her along to try to figure out like where her powers are coming from. And like, there was a moment where I genuinely believed that Agatha would actually have like, like is there to help like, Oh shit. Like I stole all of this, witch's yeah. power I've been around since 1696, but this seems dangerous. I want to help this woman. Um, even if I'm doing it with like this aloof kind of sarcastic tone and I'm like, I, like the whole time, no matter how played by Catherine Han I am. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Catherine Hand got me, dude. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think the I think the big, I think my big issue is you know the last episode it really turns into a typical Marvel villain fight where she's like I want all yeah. of your power for I don't know power is such an annoying motivation. Man. <sighs> I know, man. Like 
gotta gotta stop villains wanting more power yeah just uh, generic power end. yeah like yeah <laughs> at least say like vitality yeah. or strength or dexterity you know what i'm like give it a stat <laughs> <laughs> i just like the you know the rhino busting into a warehouse full of iphone chargers <laughs> I want more power, power. <laughs> like <laughs> the uh so you know just nobody none of the antagonists have the protagonist you know and this is real classic marvel like the protagonist is a, has a really well-developed good motivation mm-hmm. the antagonist motivation is shit yep. and like you can basically for my money you can divide uh the marvel movies into good and bad based on that mm-hmm. you know like it's why i mean I, I don't i don't can't remember i don't think that we're on the same page about this but it's why i like guardians of the galaxy 2 and i don't like guardians of the galaxy 1 because there's a villain. It's not just like Ronan, the accuser, the the tall man with the hammer. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh, this guy is, you know, he's this weird megalomaniac who's, you know, driven crazy by immortality. Like, and has this, this ridiculous ego. Like, that's cool. I want my heroes to bounce off of something. It's why the Avengers one is so good. Yeah. Cause Loki is a good villain. Loki is a good villain. Um, you know, um, we, the end of the, you know, this is where the, she mentions that she's, uh, you know, she's a twin. She mentions Pietro and in the next episode is when he comes back. Um, this is, uh, this was the biggest, you know, red herring in the show. Uh, this was, you know, uh, boyfriends around the world got to breathlessly explain this to their girlfriends. <laughs> um, I feel like just like why this specific gangly dude was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And um, like, you know, shout outs to the partners of all those Marvel nerds who got to hear like, probably several drunken conversations of multiverse and what does it mean at Fox and Disney and yep. Marvel and then have it not matter at fucking all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, hey, this means they could be doing this. Yeah. Oh, but they're not. They're absolutely you know? not. Yeah. It's a cute Easter egg. It's, uh, but it's frustrating because I wanted it to be more than that. So, like, I, I get frustrated by this because... Um, I I feel like I have to really I think you've said this before where like uh you you want your fiction to obey its own rules of its own world. Yeah, yeah. Um and yeah. I, I I I struggle with that and also, you know, it's fiction, it's fantasy, who fucking cares? Like, you know, Wanda's flying. Who cares? Like what what else, you know, what what does it matter? But like the Mar- Marvel has done a really okay job of grounding these characters with specific rule sets and things and for her to for this person to show up as he does is more play to the audience than any of the characters on the show and for Anything wanda to world. just to just believe it i think it's really weird like the whole time it's happening i think they've got to do something with this to justify why she thinks this is peter um she's skeptical which i like yeah you know she doesn't doesn't totally buy it and she she gets disavowed of it pretty quick like she's not a fool. Like I, I actually liked how she responded to it because she, like she's in this world of wish fulfillment right now. And it's like, well, this is a thing I want. I'm getting everything else I want. Maybe what if I get this, you know, um, I've been resisting doing it, but it just happened, you know, in the every episode pre or previous to that, she had said like, we can't bring back the dead, you know, uh, or earlier when she's talking about the dog, um, you know, so she's like, I, this is the line I have. I'm not bringing back the dead. The vision is just here. He's always been here. I need this for my happiness, but I'm not going to go all out. Mm-hmm. And then it just happens for her. There's a little bit of like the horror of, uh, getting more than you wished for, Yeah, you know, to this, to her kind of uneasiness, I think is really well played. Um, and when I think about them not bringing in the multiverse stuff, I'm more okay with it because if this is Quicksilver, 
you know, which I like Evan Peters Quicksilver way more than the MCU Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. What's the matter? You did not see that's coming. <laughs> like that's, that's the MCU Quicksilver and he sucks. Um, I like this, this actor better and I like this characterization better. Um, but then it's like when they eventually do Wolverine and it's not Hugh Jackman, it's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, like you could do it, but it's like, is this the only one is going to come, come over or all of the like, you know, X-Men first class people just like begging to, to get some of that MCU money. Like, you know, dark Phoenix did like shit, please, please. So if Turner needs a new car, you know, <laughs> let me, let me join you. Yeah. Um, but in terms of it, just like explicitly, like, I don't want to just sound bitter because it yanked my chain, you know, it, it did yank my chain. Uh, but it's, I don't know, again, just too many chain yanks. Well, I know I've said that a couple of times, but that's, that's kind of how it feels like going back to obeying the world, obeying its own laws. Like we're going to find out that, uh, this was not Pietro. This was a guy named Ralph Boner and that he was under Agatha's control the entire time. But like, you know, we also see Agatha at one point telling, uh, Wanda, like magic is hard. Like I've, I can transmute this, you know, I think it was a bug into a bird or whatever. Um, but that takes a lot of work and you've created this whole reality. So like, is she just superpowering Ralph Boner to be Quicksilver? Yeah. So he has super speed and like he, controlling him. Like it doesn't, he's got the super speed boner necklace. It doesn't feel consistent in a way that I, that mm. just really bugs me. Um, and then like, there's so many jokes about it being Evan Peters. You have, Darcy saying they recast Pietro, which I think is a really good joke. Uh, but yeah, but, but it's, it's definitely like when I, when I think about the show overall, I, those things really stick out to me because they're fan service in a way that I kind of don't like, <laughs> which is, yeah, yeah. which is strange. Cause I'm usually into it. Like there's some during the Halloween episode, there's a couple of times where they like say the word kick ass back and forth to each other. And like Evan Peters and the guy that, that played the MCU Quicksilver were in those kick ass movies together. And like, yeah, 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 haha, get it. But why is Wanda worried about that? <laughs> like, it, it, why are we doing this? I was, yeah, yeah, initially I was so into it. Yeah. Um, just to, just to throw a dork, you know, just to sound as nerdy as I've ever sounded in this podcast. One of the other reasons uh, that I thought about this, like a little bit later, why I was thinking it was not a multiverse thing is because this version of Quicksilver has the Quicksilver kind of power signature uh, that they do in the MCU. You know, like when Quicksilver in the, you know, X-Men movies, uh, moves fast. They show that a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, either from his perspective where everything slows down or they sure. So a certain kind of streak in this one, they're doing the same one from age of Ultron, you know? So I think it was supposed to be an approximation of MCU. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Halloween episode is real cool to me. Um, I love them dressing up as their, uh, their old costumes. Yes. Like, I'm, you know, big, big fan of retrovision. I love, Pietro being shady mm-hmm. uh, at this point, like in the, like a slow dawning realization. And because it's in a sitcom, we don't really linger on Wanda, like feeling weird about it. Like we kind of see in the background, um, which I really like. And then I like uh, vision, like also realizing something's wrong and starting his investigation um, here. Uh, you know, she made the vision, but she made him too well. Like she made a version that would understand that he was in a fake reality. Yes. You know, um, I was also like incredibly, uh, excited by this, you know, because this ends with the, uh, the expansion of the, the hacks, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really cool. Um, you know, as an idea, like if this can move further, like what else is going to happen? And again, getting into, you know, remembering that this is coming out week to week and seeing Evan Peters show up in the last episode. And then in this episode, seeing that hex expand, like my mind is going crazy because holy shit, like 
this is setting off like this will turn Monica into Photon. This is going to turn anybody that has a latent hex gene or X gene. I kept calling it a hex gene because I like wordplay. Um, but yeah. like, has has a latent yeah. X gene is now going to be a mutant. And, like that's how, that's how it's going to spread out. Like people are going to go crazy. And nothing, none of that happens. Like literally none of that happens, which is kind of disappointing, but in the moment it's super exciting. Like I'm having a lot of fun with it. The, um, yeah, the, yeah, it's really creepy too. This is, this is the one where, um, you know, there's a few horror beats in this, uh, the beekeeper coming out of the sewer is a great, like surreal image. Um, and this one where the vision is walking around and everyone is in their, like, it's not quite a T pose, but everyone's in their repeated like NPC mode. Mm-hmm. As he walks around, like that's a really good creepy image. Yeah, um, it's, it's a Strava in one one, right? Just like circling yeah, yeah. around doing the thing, um, <laughs> just like crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um like the the horror stuff too. Like uh, the moment where Pietro like turns into zombie Pietro with the bullets. Um, yeah, when you know, there's all of these interesting moments because this is you know it's uh, it's just it's just good the kids starts we start seeing them develop magical powers and wanda seems kind of astonished at that and when i think yeah. like that's the point where you realize that yeah wanda's doing this wanda's not controlling this uh and this is where you yes, yeah. really start to see like she's going to lose control of this in a big way which is like uh, again like that's these are the highlights of these episodes to me like i love all of this well, the the, uh, the moment at the end with uh, the last we really see of uh, fake Pietro and Wanda, where he just like says an incredibly cold fucking thing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to her. I really love that too because knowing that that's Agatha, you know, controlling him, like that's such an Agatha line. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, uh, yeah, that ends up really working for me. Um, that reveal, you know, happens in uh, the next episode, um, where this is mostly leading up to that. Um, there's not a lot that happens in the episode up until that point. Um, you know, she's missing her kids. Um, you know, she, she's the outside people are still investigating inside, but the big thing here is the reveal at the end with the uh, banger of a song that has become a monocultural hit. Um, <laughs> it's that's like the Agatha monsters theme song all along. And, um, and we yeah, should, it's should, very catchy. It's extremely catchy. We should note that it's like, um, kind of the same. It's a very. It's the same theme uh, as the mm-hmm. intros to all of the Wandavision episodes have been, which were era appropriate as they go as they go on. Like when they get to the two thousands, like we have like an office like um, theme. Yeah. Like they're very. You know, I think the nineties was a Malcolm in the Middle kind of thing. Um, even with the Malcolm in the Middle style intro, I. And then the Agatha all along comes along, and it's just like a fucking bop. <laughs> like nobody, it's everybody can't stop seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and- yeah. Um, so this was, this was really fun, even though I knew that was Agatha, um, because Agatha in the comics is, uh, ambiguously, you know, is not quite a bad guy, yeah. right? Like a lot of this stuff is accurate to her, but she's also ends up being Wanda's mentor and kind of like a, you know, a, a figure of good in her life as well. You know, she's mixed, um, as terms of her good, bad ratio and her just, you know, it just being like, yeah, she's the one who's been doing all of, like the weird shit you've been seeing. And this happening on episode seven with two more hours left is a really weird choice because this signals, you know, now we know the mystery. Now we have, you know, a smoking gun for everything. It ends up leading to the conventionality of the next two episodes, even if episode eight is really cool and unusual in terms of structure of a show. Yeah. You know? And and also like, I feel like this is yet another, like this entire song is a red herring because yeah, yeah. it wasn't Agatha all along. Like this is, 
as we learned in the eighth episode, like she was drawn here by what Wanda was doing, but she's not responsible for this hex. She's not responsible, she's responsible for, for some of the stuff. Yeah. She's only responsible know? for like, you know, people trying to spy on, on Wanda to try Cause she's there to try to figure out how Wanda is doing this, where she's getting this energy or this power from like, she's not the architect of really any of this. She's just somebody who came along and was like, Oh shit. Someone left the keys in the Corvette. I'm going to drive it off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put a license plate that says Wanda on the back. Um, So it's, I I think this is, and I actually like this, right? Like when we saw, when we got the episode seven drop of it's been Agatha all along and I killed Sparky too. uh, Yeah. yeah. And then we get this next episode, which is episode eight, where we go through all of the times that Wanda has had, issues right like, like everything that's contributed to her being the unstable person that she is right now uh it's it, you realize like it was not agatha <laughs> agatha was just here to do this I, I i really liked that and i thought it was kind of a shame i thought that was going to be the turning point i thought what yeah that was going to be the ambivalence of agatha hardness as a character coming through and it was going to be a turning point and like she was going to have to help Wanda not be a villain like Monica Rambeau has been trying yeah. to and it turns out it's just the opposite and we have like a, a shootout in the sky um, which I have issues yeah. with but we'll get there so yeah yeah um, the uh, one of the things real quick before you totally move on from the song yeah. is that uh, Ag- Agatha blasted into Wanda's head like she zaps her with some purple mm-hmm. magic into her brain and then you know Wanda sees the theme song which I think is incredibly cute yeah like I'm just imagining like Agatha with Garage Band, you know, or making a teen teacher Garage Band to like yeah. put together this whole thing. I've got Garage Band um, and iMovie. I'm going to make an intro to a fictional sitcom show using clips from your yeah. own show. Yeah, absolutely. This is great. Um, th- this episode has a couple duds. Like I don't really care about Vision and uh, Kat Denning hanging out. Um, and it also, uh, you know, initially when it's like doing the talk to the camera stuff like the office style. I think it's making fun of a modern family. Yes. uh, Is what this is specifically knocking off of. Uh, None of them are funny. And this, this episode ended up making me think like, Oh, like I would hate modern family. (laughs) I don't watch that fucking show. As someone who's watched Um, a lot of modern family, I think that that show's got goofs. Um, Does it? Yeah. It's, it's got goofs. I I mean, it's like, it's a 10 year running sitcom, right? Like I, I dropped off in season five or something. I don't know where I was, but like it was, it was, it was an okay sitcom for a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like the Darcy and um, Vision stuff a lot, actually, because oh, yeah? uh, yeah. like them, the idea of, of him breaking her out of the hex spell, um, so that and then them jumping into an ice cream truck and then trying to drive to Wanda while at, Wanda like creatively comes up with these blockages as Darcy is explaining the entire history of the MCU to a vision that doesn't have his memories is extremely hilarious. To me. <laughs> like I actually do like the part like where, it, you know, where she's like, she, she killed you. And he's like, wait, what? You know, I, I do like that. Yeah. Like uh, when he's like, no. she, and yeah, she, she killed you. Actually, she killed you twice and like, or she died. She killed you and then she died and then she had to watch you die the second time. Like, and like just watching vision realize like, Oh, this is I, why did you create me? Like, look at it. You had a perfect yeah. synthesizer oh, and you gave it anxiety. <laughs> like, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is pretty good. I think the part that annoyed me about it is that like Kat Denning in this, uh, is a like her snarky character mm-hmm. of this, which is always the character that she's played is just like a little too like Zoe Dashnell light. Yeah, sure. I can see for that. Me. 
And then when they were at the intersection where all of the, the traffic and stuff was coming, I was just like, just drive around, man. Yeah. What are we doing? Like, <laughs> where, where's your sense of urgency here? I, I um, this, this reads false to me. I think in the first Thor movie uh, where Darcy is introduced, she's like the assistant to uh, Natalie Portman's character or maybe the yeah. professor guy or whatever. I don't remember exactly which one, but she's like a political the stars guard. Yeah. Yeah. She's a political science major. Like that's how oh. she's and like now, like fast forward, like 23 movies and she like there's parts she of her several hack- degrees well and she's hacking into like swords mainframe and stuff <laughs> <laughs> like and i get like you need a smart quirky character that does that does hacking in the in the general sense like the i'm in kind of way like you have to have that in these movies nowadays but it just it just like the character itself feels a little contrived although i love cat dennings in it i think she's a lot of fun in it so yeah the uh yeah, this is, I, I, I love her explaining the thing. I'm with you on that 100%. Um, this ends up uh, leading to uh, the previously on episode, which is just a sizzle reel of how, you know, how horrible Wanda's life is. And then ends up being really useful for this audience, I think, because like, if you haven't seen all the movies or you haven't paid that much attention, she's always been kind of backseated mm-hmm. uh, in the movies, but boy, she's got a raw deal. And, you know, and she hasn't gotten a lot of time to work on it, at least on screen. Yeah. Um, I, I like what this does a lot. I think they, I was really, really shocked at the, that they kind of forgot about the end of Civil War, or maybe they just didn't have time for it. But like at the end of the Civil War, remember they put like her, they lock her and Hawkeye and the rest of the gang up in the fucking raft, like in a fucking prison, <laughs> like the U S yeah, yeah. the U S government does. And like, they don't bring that up here, but that has to hurt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, I think the, the first place we start is, you know, Wanda's quote unquote origin story. So, which we had originally heard in age of Ultron was, you know, they were in their home in Sokovia with their parents eating dinner. And then a Tony Stark bomb comes through because there's all this, this, this war torn country or whatever. And it, it kills the parents, but her and Pietro are stuck there staring at this bomb as it doesn't go off because it was defective, uh, which leads to them growing up and joining uh, <clears throat> Hydra. Uh, they volunteer to be experimented on, which, uh, what's his name? Baron Von, whatever the fuck. Uh, uh, Von Strucker. There you uh, go. Helmut mm-hmm. Zemo. I think it's Strucker, because Zemo's the guy. In, oh, Strucker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Zemo comes later. Um, yeah. Strucker uses the Mind Stone. He doesn't even know it's a Mind Stone, but uses it. Uh, but And we see, we, so we see that scene. We see this, this bomb scene, and we realize that it wasn't the Mind Stone or the experimentation that gave Wanda her powers. She had magic before that uh, because she uses like this instinctively to make the bomb not go off and to save herself and her brother. And, uh, yeah. and, and as Wanda is experiencing this, I don't know how as an actor, I really don't understand acting sometimes because like uh, you see pictures on set and it's like, you're, a, you're the only dress character in a room full of guys in green pajamas and a green screen. Um, <laughs> there's a stick with a tennis ball at the end messing you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's supposed to be the love <laughs> yeah. of your life. Like act to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but very specifically like Elizabeth Olsen being given instructions to like relive this childhood trauma. Meanwhile, you've got the comedic great Catherine Hahn like fucking throwing quips at you left and right. Like, how do you not lose? <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be on the verge of tears when she's like, and you used it to make dinner for breakfast. And exactly. you're supposed to be like almost weeping. Yeah. You know, I just don't like pro- again, props to Elizabeth Olsen, who I think, carries this entire she show. was great mm-hmm. yeah she did in this episode where she visits the dead body and stuff that's a great performance yes. um this is the reveal that hayward doctored the footage 
you know, which is cool. Um, this explains the sitcom thing, which actually like feels a little pat, but it's actually like fairly true in my understanding yeah. that like, mm-hmm. you know, American sitcoms of various ages are really popular uh, in kind of the, the, you know, Russia, yeah. Yeah. you know, kind of States, which is Sokovia is kind of like, mm-hmm. um, you know, that all really works. And then the, uh, you know, the idea of white vision, he comes back is a clever and comics accurate way to bring the vision back Yes, into the movies. Like this is all stuff that happened, uh, in the, uh, the vision quest crossover, which I started reading last night on Marvel unlimited just nice. for funzos. Um, so I don't want to skip past the part where after she like hexes the bomb, we actually see her being experimented on. Um, and oh, yeah. I, th- I think that's really interesting because we see her like this, the Tesseract, which we know from Avengers one, on this pedestal and we see her like to her it shatters open it's she sees the mind stone she sees this vision of the scarlet witch uh the first time we really get even a glimpse of like the you know the classic like tiara i guess i don't know what the fuck you call that thing that she wears the harness or whatever. it is a tiara yeah um, but it doesn't look like it would stay in place it doesn't mm. um but we see this figure uh and a bunch of people because I, I, again, following the culture of like, you know, what's happening in WandaVision week to week was part of the fun of this for me. But like realizing that, I guess, in the comics, the Scarlet Witch has become this um, title as much as it is anything else. So like multiple people can be the Scarlet Witch. And of course, we're going to get that reveal pretty soon at the end of this episode. Um, I, I thought all of this was really cool. Like this touch of the Infinity Stone. I'd, they are making the Infinity Stones like relevant way more than I have ever cared about in the comic books. <laughs> It was, yeah, especially since, yeah, and, and they're gone. Well, the other, other really, like, I'm glad you brought that up because the other really interesting detail about this is that um, Agatha says that Wanda was the reason why her and Pietro survived the trials and got powers, which means, that does mean that, like, Wanda plus Infinity Stone can, you know, make mutants, basically. Exactly. Can yeah. make people with powers, uh, which is something they might still, you know, use that, that gateway. Yeah. To get in. And the the like the outside team, our our trio of Monica and Jimmy Woo and Darcy have like talked about wanna creating things and needing like matter to substantiate into other matter, but actually creating from nothing at the same time, chaos magic, all of that stuff. So like Wanda at this point, especially at the end of WandaVision, can do literally anything as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah, the the scene at Sword, uh the reveal that she <laughs> you're, if you're I don't know what you get paid as, as an Avenger, right? And like, I don't, I'm sure okay. things are messed up. Um, but well, if you were casters ransom, yeah, yeah. If, if you were, if you were Wanda and you could literally like fly, do you think you would just do that? Or do you think you would get into your like Hyundai Sonata and drive to sword headquarters <laughs> to visit, <laughs> like to try to find, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why this Not only- was so cute and charming and also dumb as hell. Like, I, I don't know how to feel about her driving herself around. There's another really funny touch in this too, where she like, when she gets past the guard uh, and he's like, I'll buzz you in. She's like, I got it. And she just energy blasts the door open, like busting all the locks and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, why do you, why Wanda? Come on, man. You gotta pay for that. Like, <laughs> no, anybody can just waltz in and fuck with your dead husband. Like whenever they want until we yeah. get a repair guy in here. That was That's a thousand, Wanda, that was a thousand dollar door. I'm going to have to repo your yeah. Honda. <laughs> yeah, this, this is sword. You only get the Honda on Tuesdays and Thursdays now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I think the scene works uh, because you know Hayward. Had oh sh- man, 
Sorry, I forgot about this. How funny is it that Hayward has a little annex to his office just to watch the vision? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I, with a glass floor. I love the fact that you could just walk out of my office and go into an operating theater. Like, that's exactly yeah. like, if I ever it's get like a job as a CEO. the thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just like to lie on the floor looking down during my lunch break. <laughs> just. Um, but we had seen Hayward show this video to everybody um, showing that Wanda had stolen Vision's body. Mm -hmm. Um, The video had a lot of cuts in it. So you could tell like there's something, something's different here. Um, And then, but they had previously set that up with Wanda's like TV, you know, media messing powers, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was really clever. Like it, there were those cuts, but it also felt like it could just be all her previously established that good Uh, red herring. And then now he shows her Vision's body, which they have completely torn apart. Um, Like pieces of it are on different tables around the room. Um, she kind of floats down uh, and she's, you know, the, Elizabeth Olsen is portraying grief in this character. Like she is. Yeah. She, you could tell she, this is like devastating her. Um, and she goes up to vision and tries to heal him like she did in uh, infinity war. Um, rewatching mm-hmm. infinity war, which was really weird by the way, because like there's a scene where she's literally hexing up like his body back in place. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> they literally showed her she could do that. Okay. Um, so she tries to do that now and she can't feel him like nothing about vision that was, that she felt before is not, is there, this is just a corpse, right? Like this, there's yeah. no spirit here. And instead of stealing the body, she just jets. She walks out of a different door, which is very funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> she could have just walked in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gets in her Hyundai and, and drives off, which again, extremely funny to me. Um, but like Hayward this entire time, like, like the whole thing you, you can, you can, think to yourself like why is he showing her this this is horrible he wants her to freak out like he thinks that if she freaks out and resurrects vision he'll have the ability to figure out what she's doing and use that in some capability in some case some yeah or just have hey free vision yeah yeah and maybe free wanda too who knows yeah 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 maybe bonus um yeah this is this is a good this is a like a really good episode of the show Mm -hmm. i think um it ends up, I think it, it's kind of a bummer that it um, backseats Agatha to basically doing expo- snarky exposition. Like, I like her quips, but she's just there to explain the plot to the audience and Wanda. Yes. Mm-hmm. In the background, a lot of the stuff, which kind of bummed me out. Um, and in the end, when she flies up and she starts strangling them kids, um, you know, that's also, we're going to go to the next episode, which is, as you mentioned, uh, flying laser beam. Um, before we get there, though, like, Wanda drives to the house. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And I think this is this is a really touching thing. So we, we had seen. Yeah, this is good. In the in the original, like one of the first two episodes, like there was a calendar shot, and you could see like a heart on a specific day. Um, that's been translated to this like book or not book, but pamphlet that um, Vision gave Wanda or mailed to Wanda or had given to Wanda before he passed. Or was killed by Thanos. I don't know if you call that passing. <laughs> I definitely, if I ever get killed yeah. by Thanos, don't just say <laughs> yeah. that Jeremy died. It's like died. going to sleep. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you can't, anytime <laughs> yeah. it says Jeremy died, you're like, no, no, no. Jeremy was killed by Thanos, okay? <laughs> yeah. Edit <laughs> his Wikipedia. <laughs> um, but she drives to this address that he had given her, and it's, you know, in this town, Westview, New Jersey, and it's a empty lot of land um, with the idea that he was going to build them their home together. And when we saw them in Infinity War, this is what he wanted to do, right? Like before <laughs> Thanos, he was like, Hey, like I work for the good guys. You work for technically the not quite as good guys. Let's fuck all of that. And let's go live our life together. This is working. Um, yeah. And it's really sad. Like this is devastating to Wanda because even though it's five years later, it just was five minutes ago to her. 
and you know you can't blame her like she collapses and like sends out and this is what turns west of you into wandavision like she turns everything um and we've seen her do this we saw her do this in age of ultron when pietro died the first time she like collapses on the ground and shoots out this energy like wave and here instead of like killing all of the ultron robots it changes everything around her into this utopia really cool stuff like in Again, exploring this woman's grief in a TV show and not a punch thrown at this point. Like, I'm having a really good time. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is really great. They save it all for the end. Mm-hmm. The, um, yeah, that's a, it's a really good moment. Um, th- this ends how it has to end. Uh, and there are kind of too many of these little plots to satisfy them all, uh, you know, in a satisfying manner. Like, you know, Hayward uh, tries, you know, the, so everybody's going to fight now. Uh, good vision versus bad vision, Agatha versus Wanda, kids versus the military, um, plus Monica. Uh, and nobody really gets enough to do in this to fully feel like it's like momentous. Like Agatha, uh, you know, gets outsmarted in a very Doctor Strange-esque way, mm-hmm. you know, similar to the ending of Doctor Strange. Um, I really, the thing that in this episode that I really like is the good and bad vision stuff. Um I like that on all levels. I like that as a laser fight in the sky. And the reason why is because they actually use their like weird intangibility shit. Yes. Absolutely. Um, which is, you know, one of the vision's main things. He just doesn't do it very often because it's expensive to animate or something. Um, God, I'd be doing but it all that the fight time. was really cool. Like there would, yeah. there'd be not 10 minutes go by that. I'd be falling through my house and all would be like, Jeremy, I know the joke. Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You do that thing where you pretend to go downstairs behind a couch. <laughs> But you actually go down. Hundred <laughs> percent. Jeremy doesn't tangibility. Here we go again. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, inter- yeah, he, I interrupted you, so go ahead. He just wants attention. Leave him alone. Um, but the the conversation they have in the library, you know, I thought that was really cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the idea. I love the you know the idea. Like the ship of Theseus is is one of those metaphors. I think is really really useful. But I the idea that like maybe the rot and the damage actually is the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is really like, that's kind of touching and good. Um, um, I think that like vision throughout his history of the MCU has had some like really, really good lines. Um, the, the conversation with him at Ultron at the end of age of Ultron sticks out in my memory. The, I mean, Twitter kind of memed it to death, but what is grief, but love per- persevering line, I think in the context of the show is, is a very well-written line and is very poignant yeah. and is like, you know, seeing Wanda, having seen Wanda experience that again, it's one of those times I'm going to keep hammering this point home of just like retroactively making those, those characters and relationships better. Um, so now like you're going to go back and watch infinity war and you're gonna be like, Oh fuck. I love these, these, these cool teens. <laughs> like they're in love. I love yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate that all of this yeah, stuff yeah. is about to happen. Um, the, the conversation in the library, I think works really, really well. The fight scenes work really, really well. By the time we get to Wanda and Agatha literally like flying around and slinging magic balls, I yep. <laughs> shooting beams. Yeah, I just you know that was that's been my complaint about Wanda for a while is like she just doesn't. They didn't know what to do with her powers, and I think I've said that on this show before. So like they it ends up being just that. Um, this time it has like that twist of oh she was meaning to miss with the magic balls because she was casting runes. And then my fucking pedantic ass brain that I can't turn off is like, well, why is wh- the walking Agatha fly? If she can't cast spells. Huh? You tell yeah, me that. Yeah, she should have just fallen down. <laughs> she That's just not fall, a spell. fell to the ground. <laughs> That's but, a hover belt. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Um, she has the, <laughs> the hover of anti-gravity, the belt of anti-gravity. She, she has, she has the float two. stone. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, you know, I, 
I think that was a it was a little bit let down, and then I also think that they they either should go all of the way with the towns townspeople thing, or they should go yeah. away from it altogether because they do this half thing where Wanda is still trying to convince herself that these people are happy and like no, and when that doesn't work, she turns it off almost altogether, and the people like start like they're angry at her, like they almost like they're gonna tear yeah. her apart, um, and. I don't think that they do enough of either. <laughs> like no, I this this was so compelling for a second. Like the the um, Dottie walking up and being like, "Listen, I've got a daughter. Can you please give her a part?" Yeah. Like I thought that was great. Like she, I just want her to leave her room because she's a background character. She's an NPC. You know, she doesn't get to to do anything. And like that's you know that's such a scary cool idea. Yes. Um, but Wanda shows like a weird. You know, she kind of turns into a dum dum during this. Like her being like, "No, no, you're all happy." Like, you know, that that that's fine. Like that's what her intent was. But she's seen enough that it's not true, and she just went through a whole episode of like Agatha explaining to her that you know things are fucked up mm-hmm. uh, through this. And then when she starts just strangling them to shut them up, that also read false to me. Yeah, it's it's again you know? another example of her losing control and like, and I kind of feel like they were at the end of this. They had a bunch of ideas about what they wanted to do and they couldn't really choose one path. So they, we got like a mixture of them because uh, Wanda losing control and murdering these people. Like she murdered the people in random made up country and uh, civil war. Um, I, mm. I think would have been interesting and like set. It would have been terrible. Like logos. Hard yeah. Logos. Yeah. I don't think it's a made up country. I, Is it not? Um, <laughs> oh shit. I thought it was another. No, I, don't think, no, I don't think so. I think Lagos is real. Yeah. It's a city. It's a city in Nicaragua. Well, don't not feel. I'm sorry, Lagos. Nigeria, Lagosians. Yeah. I'm very sorry. Yes. Yeah, most populous city in Nigeria. Oh Jesus Christ! So. Getting even worse. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a Transylvania, Louisiana. I bet. I bet the people in Lagos didn't know that. That's a new fact. You know, we all learn facts sometimes. <laughs> um, but the the way that this settles out is her literally just leaving um, and leaving these people to presumably like try to recover what is left of their therapy. Life. Uh, she also like tells everybody to leave. And so everybody like runs away and she's opened up the hex enough for, you know, government people to come in and all this other stuff. But like th- th- the first thing that autumn said is like, well, I hope that chick goes, get- goes and gets her daughter. <laughs> like it doesn't just run out of the <laughs> hex. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also why do they have to leave now? Because she's going to undo the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, do they, do you guys just have to go find a new home? And like the, the residents of Pripyat, you know, yeah. like you can't stay here. Um, <laughs> So the, the ending, because yeah. I, I, I think like the story that they told about Wanda um, and her dealing with her grief of with Vision and everything else that's happened and creating this universe is really interesting. And what ends up happening at the end is, you know, her being named the Scarlet Witch, Agatha Collars or the Scarlet Witch was the first time we've heard that in the MCU, um, which, you know, seems to imbue some sort of mantle or power onto where she can wield the chaos magic. She lets... Agatha absorb all of her power, but prevents her from casting spells with the runes or whatever, takes all that power back and then like locks Agatha in this, uh, you know, suburban mom mind prison and then fucking bounces and, and leaves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I like to see consequences. I like to see fallout and I feel like that's what we were getting for most of the show, which is the reason I liked it. And then they have to, because it's, it's Marvel, they have to set up the next thing. So we don't get Wanda 
which I think I, I, what I want, wanted to do right here is literally turn herself into Captain America. Like I know he doesn't even exist, yeah. but like that's what I want to have. He's just an old man. Yeah. Like, he's, she shows up in the nursing door. home. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, Wanda, it's the Scarlet Witch now. <laughs> have you ever heard of the dark home? <laughs> dark old? We got to talk. Uh, no, I've uh, just been catching up on decades upon decades of Bonanza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But what I want to like, see here is, is consequences for all of this stuff. Yeah. And, and this, because it's because it is the MCU and because we have to end it somewhere, you don't. Um, it, I think that, that it's going to be, you know, there's going to be some, some price to pay in this. Like the ending of her, like in the cabin studying the Necronomicon, basically. Uh, to me, and the, the way that she looks in that, like incredibly uh, sinister mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I think that there will be a big superhero versus Wanda fight at some point. Yeah in the mm-hmm. future. Um, but they're just like, like I said, these, these movies do move slow. Like you get the touch of something, you don't get the payoff right away. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was bummed out by that too. Um, I was also bummed out that she never got to meet, uh, white vision when he had his memories, you know, because I don't know why white vision, if he had the memories, he wouldn't like see what Wanda's up to. I mean, he can't, he couldn't because mm-hmm. until he got touched by the mind stone. Right. Like that was, that's the whole thing. It was, they well, were... he, he did. He got, uh, you know, uh, Vision gave him back his memories because mm-hmm. the, the vision construct or whatever uh, had the bar of the mind stone mm-hmm. and then his eyes turn clear and he realizes he's the vision. You know, he knows that he's not, uh, he like gets the memories. They do the flash of all the, the stuff he remembers. It just seems like he wouldn't just like fly straight up and then not appear again. I feel like, you know, I feared he'd have questions or something. I feel like this is going to be him. This is not going to be vi- like the vision that fell in love with Wanda, right? Like this is going to be a whole new, being that has to deal with having all of these memories with none of the emotions or context to go with. Well, I just wanted to see that. Oh, like, sure. That's what happened yeah, in the yeah. comics. Like yeah. he, he has the same uh, memories, but none of the personality. Yeah. Yeah. When he comes back as white, uh, white vision. Um, and that would have been like, I mean, maybe it would have just been extra twisting the knife to Wanda, but it's possible Wanda wouldn't go off and say the Necronomicon if she knew that vision was out there and that maybe she could try again. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like it seems the kind of thing she'd be interested in to me. I also, um, for a moment, like I was like, as soon as that happens, right? As soon as like construct vision gives white vision back his memories. I looked over at autumn and I was like, do you think sword made two little tiny visions for Billy and Tommy or, or are we about to murder some kids on Disney plus? Like what is about to happen? <laughs> like, do we have little baby visions? Like, I mean, I'm sure Billy would just be a Roomba. If you have a little vision Roomba kicking around in sword headquarters, <laughs> like it's better than not existing on this plane of existence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or Tommy could be the Roomba and it could do your floor in like a second. Yeah, exactly. Like it just shears Roomba. off your foot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, instead we get this like extended goodbye scene with the kids with Wanda, like putting this trauma to bed essentially to go, you know, read the dark home and resurrect them later. But again, some of this falls flat for me because like, a, it goes on way too long. Uh, B as much as we've seen her with the kids and we know that she loves the kids. I felt like she's only had them like a day, you know what I'm saying? And they were fake to begin with. Like the idea of her treating these children as real is very is for this amount of time in the comics, when this happened, they, they were their They were her kids for years. So like, and yeah, everybody yeah. accepted it. So it's more, I hate to say the word realistic, but it's more understandable there here. Like I just, her envision, like put them to bed and say good night and do all this stuff. And it takes forever. It's, it's really long and it's not, it's, it's frustrating because the stuff where she's saying goodbye to vision, I think is actually pretty good. Yes. 
you know, and, and, and earned, like you made this version of your lost love, um, exactly as you remember them and keeping that hope alive that like, you know, we live in the MCU, like this doesn't have to be the end. You know, I, that actually worked for me pretty well, but the stuff with the kids did not, and I didn't get that attached to the kids, you know, either like I was, I was interested in them for the potential for the future because the young Avenger comics are actually mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, but not in terms of how they work in the show. They're more just like a horrific thing that happened to Wanda. I mean, they're just a childlike uh, blob with points because they're children. Like I don't, I didn't, I, yeah. I think the, the best that they did, I mean, I think they were very charismatic because they're children actors. Uh, the moment, Marvel does these moments sometimes where I can't tell that if I, I like them or I hate them. And like when they're squaring up against the military and like they do the family and like, I think it's Billy is doing the, the Wanda fingers or whatever. And I'm like, okay, so yeah. you guys had conversations not off camera about how to do this stuff. Like, I, I don't know like that. I can't tell if I like that or, but it's, it's very, very cute, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I didn't really care. I just didn't have enough time to spend with the kids. Like I, I, I yeah. wanted them. I want them to Cats be around the in the future. I didn't, yeah, yeah, but I didn't. Also, didn't want to like literally watch them die for five minutes on the TV show. So, yeah, same, same thing. Um, the other big post credits thing is just setting up uh, Photon, Monica Rambo, and uh, and Captain Marvel two. Yeah, you know, or, or which secret, is fine, or Secret like, like Wars, the, which is an announced show. So, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Um, yeah. Or Secret um, Invasion. I mean, I'm that's sorry. cool. <clears throat> yeah, Secret. Uh, yeah. And that's cool. Like I'm into that. Yeah. Like I, I like photon. I think that her, the way they make her powers work in the, the show is pretty cool. We don't get very much of it. Um, I was expecting to see her fight Pietro, uh, which like, you know, barely happens cause that, you know, kind of, Oh, it's just her husband. That's the house she's been squatting in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's, she's not uh, given I mean, for all of like the buildup of turning her into a superhero. Um, I, I really thought her and, I thought the series was going to end with like her helping Wanda escape uh, because yeah. she was such from the beginning, she was such a person saying, you know, and she's similar because like they, they go into, you know, when she snapped, when the snap happened, she was in, you know, the hospital with her mom with cancer. When she gets blipped back, the hospital room is empty. Her mom died so many years ago or whatever. Um, so she's yeah. experiencing that loss just like Wanda is for the first time. And she has a lot of empathy for it. And she's, you know, playing against Hayward saying like, we could just talk to her. So I kind of assumed that she would just talk to her and like actually get through. She tries, but you know, Agatha drags her along or whatever. But at the end of this, she's just kind of like, there's a scene where Wanda like floats down and like the cops are there and nobody's doing anything. And cause Wanda has them under my yeah. control. And like, you could see Monica Rambo in the background, just like, she's just there. <laughs> like, I, I want vision to look over and be like, <laughs> Hey, What's up? <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, you, you seem interesting. Yeah, your your eyes are glowing. You got powers. You know? Cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, not an Fuck. adventure. All right. Cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, say so we get the yeah. post credit thing where like, hey, you know, someone who is very obviously Nick Fury in space is you know wants to talk to you. So um, yeah, there's still scrolls about. Yeah. 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 Um, um, even even with the things you know we we bagged on a couple things that didn't work in this, I still really look forward to watching it. Uh, every week and like the kind of production design of it, the look and the performances and everything were still made this incredibly fun for me. I was like way into it. The, the actual Scarlet uh, witch outfit that she manifest is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I've that really was been skeptical of how they were going to pull that off ever. And they, they did a really good job on it. It's a silly costume. It's a, it's you a know? very silly costume, but they, they pulled it off and, and like, it looks good. I'm sure it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it looks horrendous to wear, but it's, it looks good. So it's probably just a green screen and on. 
<laughs> you know, because <laughs> like Agatha's walk- outfit had all those weird little like floating ethereal sure. energy yeah. crackling off mm-hmm. it and stuff. Like I imagine she's just wearing sweatpants and they just <laughs> threw those on there. God, if I could work in sweatpants. Oh, oh wait, that is what I'm doing now. Yeah, um, yeah I'm in boxers. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that's about it for the stuff I have to say about WandaVision. I, it's interesting that the last episode is called uh, series finale, not season finale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're going to move on to other shows. I like the idea of these kind of done in one miniseries. Like yeah. not everything has to be multiple series. You know, it feels a little bit like getting a bonus, uh, differently paced Marvel movie after a real, you know, drought of them and, you know, say what you will about those movies. It was a really fun ritual having like three times to go to the theater a year. Yeah. And be you know be pretty excited about continuing this uh, this story in this universe, even if you know, even if there were some Ant Men's in there, you know, I am um, still fun. I I, I like the show overall a, a whole lot. Um, I think uh, Elizabeth, just to say it again, Elizabeth Olsen like pulls off an incredible performance, and on all accounts, Paul Bettany does the same. Um, I, I I think for the majority of the story that they were telling, I was a hundred percent there for. Um, it's when you start getting that into that connective tissue and like we have to do these things because other things depend on it is when I start losing a little ground. And then again, you know, villains stuff and the Marvel has never been great, but that said, I, if you mentioned this at the top of the show, but like if Falcon and the winter soldier can be half this good, <laughs> right. It'll still like, be worth watching. It'll still be worth watching. Just yeah. like, um, and I'm and the, and the nerd in me, the geek in me is insanely curious because this takes place several weeks after the blip right after the fight for the, for the world mm-hmm. whereas the last spider-man movie was eight months after that um, yeah yeah so it, it's some really weird like setup and time things that they're doing that i'm super curious about and like leaving the scarlet witch you know astral projecting with the dark hold and like sipping coffee in her physical body or whatever which we've never even seen dr strange do right and Agatha specifically tells her like, Oh, you were more powerful than the sorcerer Supreme, meaning Dr. Strange super like great. Like she's going to be a big villain. And I want to see that. I hope yeah, they yeah. do that. Well, like I hope they use this and not just make her like, Oh, I've got to have the power <laughs> to save my baby. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I hope, I hope her motivation carries through to whatever villain. Cause it's so like they are setting that, that stage beautifully. Yeah. <clears throat> the Dr. Strange versus Scarlet, Witch magical ethics fight. Exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. Here for, and like, I was, I was pretty left pretty cold by Dr. Strange. Number one. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't like that movie very much. So this adds some interest to it. Yeah. You know, I think that had the villain problem as well. And pitting heroes against each other, as we saw in uh, civil war works great. Sure. Like, that's mm-hmm. as you know, the more time that passes, that's like weirdly rocketing up as maybe my favorite of these. Like, I love that movie. Um, and I think it's because I care about all sides of the conflict. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's weird because I, if you go online, people are like real proud team cap and team Iron Man or whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. that movie, like having rewatched again recently, like I can tell you like everybody is wrong. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. the only person that's right is the black Panther. Like he's the only, and even he has like some issues. Like he's, he's going, he's out for vengeance in a way he's learning a lesson too. Um, the, the whole time I was watching that, I was like so furious at Captain America. <laughs> Cause he's just like, no, 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 this guy murdered, but he has to go free. And I'm like, Oh, you put him in jail. Yeah. I mean, and he's like, well, he would never survive a trial. I'm like, well, yeah, but no, make it. So we will do something with that. Yeah. Just like escape him and kill tons of guards on your way out. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, uh, so I guess yeah. o- overall, like I, I'm, I'm really in love with this. I love the fact that it's a mini series. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not as excited about the Falcon and the winter soldier. Like that, that seems to be like 
a little bit more scaled down in terms of what it does, but also maybe not. Like maybe it's going to surprise me. But Loki is very much like like that time awesome. time travel and time travel police. I love time cops in just about every iteration I've ever seen time yep. cops. So I'm here for time cops. Um, and I'm yeah, I'm just super stoked about it. So. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, in terms of like comics, this is based on, uh, somebody asked me whether we were going to do those. Um, at some point we might do a house of M, um, Avengers disassembled. I reread that once I started watching the show, mm-hmm. uh, that comic is way worse than I remember. Really? <laughs> it's a okay. really bad comic book. It, it's really just stuff just blows up for four issues. Mm. Like, and the, the art is not very clear about it. It's a really weird comic like it could have just been the last issue with dr strange showing up and being like chaos magic isn't a thing you know she's evil but it's a real weird comic house of m stands up a little bit better i think and that we might do that at some point in the future um i don't Um, i don't think we'll ever do it but uh everyone should go out and read tom king's the vision miniseries oh absolutely that's incredible yeah it's um it's it's a lot of the same kind of themes here uh from the show but i think it's 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 really funny. It's 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 really heartbreaking. It it deals with you know grief and loss and what is real and what am I that kind of what am I question that at the end of the show you know Vision asks Wanda straight out like I have to know what am I? Um, man, that <laughs> isn't it weird that he asked like what am I and she's like you're the part of the Mind Stone that I used to blah 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 and then like it, it, I was and I'll just roll my eyes and then by the end of it she's like you are my love and I'm like crying in my beer. <laughs> like, How are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah definitely go read uh Tom King. i want to go back and read the white vision stuff that i was reading a couple of panels of that recently and i want to go back and read the whole thing i've never read any of it's that neat. stuff it's cool like that's a that's a kind of a fun period for the avengers it's really talky mm-hmm. but it's still pretty fun um yeah i think i think that's probably uh that's about all we got yep um you so know? this is going to interrupt your normal schedule for people that care about days of future cast scheduling um this will be the episode and then we'll kind of come back and do comics um, we're going to go back to doing our feedback episode. So I guess if you have anything to say about WandaVision, you can write that in. We'll have a feedback episode about that or also any of the ecstatics that we just finished covering. And we're going to do some, as we had mentioned last week, uh, we're going to do some X-Men number ones and then we're going to jump into our next series, which we have not announced yet. And we will continue to not yep. announce. So stay tuned. We will continue. So if you're looking forward to that being announced, continue to wait. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, if you want to support the podcast or the network, go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and leave us range reviews or tell your friends. Both those things are incredibly useful. Yes. Do both of those things. We love it when you do. If you want to nerd out about not, not WandaVision, get me into my DMs. I will, I will nerd out yeah. about WandaVision with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's about it. So uh, take care, everybody. Yeah. Bye, everybody.
spark you too.